0: 5, six,
1: five four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT radio i'm brad Sykes, sitting alongside my good buddy doug mccary here if we come to you live from the salem center we'd love to have you join us you can call us at 844 777 that's 844-777 swat yes i did say it's a live program you can call in and be on the air with us we would love to hear from you if you don't want to do that um you can actually email us at ask at swatradio.com. You can send that to doug at swatradio.com. I actually still have an email there, brad <laughs> at swatradio.com. It was great. I got a couple of texts yesterday, uh, Doug, uh, from two guys who said, uh, I really like the idea of having a song ready in your heart mm-hmm. when you get into situations where you're not you know, where you thought you'd be, you know, mm-hmm. difficult circumstances. Now, I, w- I would challenge you, because I think as we've been kind of looking at this text here in Acts 16, is that God's word was on Paul's lips. Mm-hmm. It was probably a psalm, like you said. He was probably singing One psalms. of the psalms
3: that <coughs> David wrote, more than likely, uh, uh, and certainly Psalm 119, because it was at, at, midnight. at midnight. I mean, that... <laughs> That I mean, I've been reading the Bible all these years. I never knew that. Did you know that?
2: I did not. When you mentioned that last week at SWAT, I I jotted it down. I appreciate you giving me some notes for this week because I notice it's there too. Yeah. Uh, You know, you and I like to. We not only like to study and teach the Word, but we like to memorize it, hide it, meditate on it. And uh, boy, what a great, what a great passage that is! Psalm one nineteen sixty one. Mm-hmm. Though though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. Mm-hmm. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. Mm-hmm. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. So three times in there, he talks about God's word, his law, his righteous rules, and his precepts.
3: Yeah, it's and boy, do we need to be that uh, we to be heeding that now you know if we're gonna if we're gonna put God on display in our community uh, that there there's no better way to do that than as you're going through a crisis displaying trust and faith and a strength and the power of the Lord not in your power not in your strength but in him and mm. that and that's what um, what Paul and Silas do there
2: so, isn't, isn't that isn't that really what prayer is? Mm-hmm. Prayer is recognizing God. I need you. Mm-hmm. I am desperate for you. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, where you realize, listen, apart from God, you can do nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. And, wait, uh, wait, well, you know, uh, Brad. We, yesterday we were talking about that terrible. Tra- actually, we're talking about several shootings. Right? We were mm-hmm. talking about shootings that have gone on in the last year, uh, 12 different shootings. And uh, this one up in Buffalo um, just was awful. It was evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no question about it. It was absolutely evil. And I was having a conversation with uh, our our good friend, Councilman Reggie Gaffney, this morning. And uh, I was just talking about how – somebody infiltrated this young man's life this 18 year old life with the message that if you kill black people you're saving white people and you are uh saving our country that's what he believed somehow Mm. in some twisted way it's wrong it's evil what he did the the way it took shape but what struck me is a year ago less than a year ago he was um, already identified by authorities as being possibly violent with mental instability.
2: Yeah. I think he told his uh, teacher at graduation, he was asked what he was going to do that summer. Mm-hmm. And he said something to the effect, I'm going to murder people and then commit suicide. And, and, and he, he
3: acted on that. It was evil from that moment. It was already in his heart. But somebody penetrated the the desires of that young man to be accepted, to be um, basically given purpose in life. That's where he found it. And I just thought, what, what if that same young man maybe had, instead of being intersected by that person or that ideology, got intersected by the ideology that God gives us value, God has called us to serve him, and he can give us hope when we don't feel hope. Mm. He can give us love when we don't feel love. He is love, and his message of redemption is applicable to me. What if that message had gotten through yeah. to that young man? And, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with Councilman Gaffney before and other leaders. Churches across this country are filled with, with men who believe that message and who aren't discipling anybody. And what if out there listening today, there's a man who goes, you know what, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, well, listen, I want to challenge you today. I, I know many people may be listening driving or they may be in their home. I want you to write down Doug at SWAT radio. And, and what I want you to do is i would like you i would like you to email me i would be willing to mentor and disciple an at-risk youth i just just i would be willing to disciple and mentor an at-risk youth
2: i'm sending you an email yeah, right yeah. now
3: <laughs> because i'm going to pray that each one of those emails those i'm going to pray that that gets answered And and I'm going to respond to you in two or three months and see what's happened. And if if that's happened, I'm going to have you come on air and share the story of what God did because it's possible. I was just sharing with uh, a guy this morning about how there's young men that I've encountered either that just got out of jail or in a tough way, and God has done a work in their life through mentoring and discipleship. And, you know, uh, parents in Jacksonville – uh, are really upset. A- Andrew Jackson High School had a student shot last week. Tomorrow, tomorrow at noon, Councilman Gaffney and other city leaders are meeting with some pastors in the community, and they have asked for a meeting of prayer. So you know what? Get your pastor to come join that meeting. Call call your pastor or somebody on your church staff. Say, hey, they're having a citywide prayer gathering at City Hall tomorrow in the atrium at 12 noon to pray for our community that the violence would stop, that God would intervene and raise up peacemakers in the city. And we can be part of that. Uh, If if you're out there and you go, well, it doesn't affect me. If this is your city, it affects you because you don't know You don't know how it's going to impact you. I'm struck real quick, Brad. An image went through my mind of Spider-Man. One of the very first Spider-Man movies, the guy who plays Spider-Man, he's in boxing and stuff, and he has a chance to stop a robbery. But because he's upset with somebody, he lets the robber go, and the robber ends up killing his uncle, Hmm. who's his caretaker. Wow. And, And... you never know how your action can keep a buffalo from happening, how your action might be mentoring the next Billy Graham, how it might be mentoring the next uh, you know politician who is a God-fearing politician who cares about biblically based values. You can make a difference in the life of somebody. And I, I just, I, I'm going to be there tomorrow at 12 noon. And I pray that if you are a pastor or a church leader, you will go to your pastor and say, listen, if you can't go, can we send somebody?
2: It, it, it's every church in the community ought to be there for that all call yeah. prayer. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, seven says, but seek the welfare of the city where right. I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare mm-hmm. We all want welfare, I mean not not in the government sense. we want We want our city to be well. Mm-hmm. We want our city to be healthy uh, it, it, it It ought to just burden us greatly when we hear news like this Yeah, that, that kids have to worry about going to high school
3: and being shot i mean at, at, at high school that that
2: should not be happening. And so, uh, anyway, I think we got a call. We him. do. Kyle, are you still on the air, buddy, from St. Augustine? Kyle, are you there, buddy?
0: Is he there, Steve?
2: There, right, there I
3: hear him hear now.
2: Me? Yeah, we can hear you now.
1: You got me, Doug. Hey, hey Doug, Brad. Finally got the courage to call in. But um, speaking of peacemakers in our community, I just wanted to thank you for. Your recognition yesterday and reminding everyone of National Police Week, I just want to encourage everyone to just pray for those peacemakers in our community, mm-hmm. uh especially this week and uh those that as they're honored for um you know losing their lives uh this past year the the few in our community if you'll If you'll let me, I'd like to just read the few names from our community if if you got a minute yes, yes, sir. Yeah, real quick, um, Nassau County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Josh Moyers, if you don't know that story, um, he uh, lost his life following a traffic stop where he was shot and killed. And I um, actually went to his funeral. I didn't know him personally, but let me tell you, that that was a man that loved the Lord.
0: Mm.
1: And um, and we know where he's at right now. Um, also from Nassau County, Jack Gwines, he was a bailiff uh lost his life battling covid jso sergeant lou of uh lost his life battling covid um saint john's county deputy jody hole also lost his life battling covid um saint john's county deputy kobe seckinger uh lost his life uh just checked off shift and had a heart attack um mm-hmm. in his driveway uh flagra county uh, Deputy Paul Luciano, uh, also COVID related, um, Deputy Francisco Celine Salico from, uh, Flagler also, uh, Bunnell police officer, D- Dominic, um, Guida, uh, suffered a cardiac event at training and deputy Clint Siegel from Clay County, also COVID complications, Jack's beach, Sergeant Dan Watts, COVID complications, uh, Green Cove Springs Chief Derek Astott was their chief of police, also lost uh, his life battling COVID. And then Cross, our brothers in Georgia, um, Detective Rodney Davis uh, lost his life from COVID. But just wanted to read their names so that we can uh, be praying for their families this week, especially as they're honored and put on the wall.
3: Well, uh, you know, Kyle, we, we appreciate your service, too and uh, St. John's, and uh, we just, uh, let's just take a moment right now. Thank you for calling in, and um, I, I appreciate so much your love for the Lord and your love for serving him as a minister of justice out there. Lord, I just pray for Kyle that you would protect him and his young family uh, and his uh, you know young children and his wife. I know every day getting up and leaving, going out to his job, like we shared yesterday is just a challenge for the wife to know, uh, even if he'll come home and, uh, we just pray your peace over him and that family and over the other officers there use him as well as other believing peace officers to be light, to be hope Amen. to those who have lost loved ones. Well, Lord, all those that were lost to COVID, um, All those that were lost to health conditions and then in the line of duty, we just pray for their families right now uh, that you would bring your people around them that can be beacons of hope to them. And uh, just thank you so much for those that serve in that capacity. We love you and we praise you. You are the God of all creation and the God who protects and uh, thank you for protecting us through people like Kyle and others who serve. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank All you. All right.
3: Yeah. Have Have a blessed day and be safe. All right?
1: All right. Thank you so much. Talk
3: hey, oh, me. listen, Kyle. Listen, if If you yes. see a blue Toyota pickup uh, going down the highway, <laughs> uh, going over the speed limit, you can just go right by that pull, one. Okay? Pull him yeah, over. Yeah. Pull <laughs> so, him over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm teasing have a
3: good day brother all right take care yeah, have a good one. all right man good. yeah that's that's good but yeah. i just
2: started writing down names and I, I may have missed a couple they were well they, they were a lot from covid yes I but you know, know i was sitting here thinking about it brad
3: you know they interacted like healthcare professionals sure. they 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 don't have a choice you know and you can try to say, take the safety precautions you can but You know, especially if you're dealing with a threatening situation or somebody Mm -hmm. who is uh, bleeding, yeah, bleeding or something. You you just got to deal with it. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's just uh, that's sad. But uh, I appreciate Kyle. He he uh, comes to SWAT every now and then when he can, and um, just uh, appreciate his heart for serving the King. And he's 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 a faithful listener and supporter of us. So thank you so much for what you do and so. That's an honor this week to remember. I think it ends today. I mean, it kind of goes, I think it was from last week to today is, is the, the week. So, uh, again, hey, I wanted to remind you about this prayer gathering in uh, City Hall tomorrow for pastors and city leaders um, with Councilman Gaffney and some other city leaders here in Jacksonville to pray for peace uh people are are just kind of fed up with the violence in our community. you know and a lot of times we we're like we're not even aware most, no, exactly. you know, most people aren't even aware of how many people are shot uh, on the north side of town or the west side of town or at the beach they they're, they're people literally being shot all over and and it's not just here, it's all over our country. We've seen this increase in violence over the last two years, and I, I, I'm, uh, kudos for the city leaders that are saying, you know what, come down to City Hall, pastors, let's pray. I mean, you know, that's what people used to do, Brad. They used to gather the church and ask them to pray. People would gather at the church for what was going on in the city and what was a problem, and so uh, I hope that if you're a pastor, you will join us tomorrow, and if you're a leader in your church, let them know to come and join us in praying, send somebody yeah. down there. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of an all call to come out and pray for our city and uh, pray for the peace of God to rest on our city, not the peace of America, not the peace of our military, or even uh, our beloved law enforcement that that uh, serve the community, but the peace of God yeah. to be on our community. Um, you know, I was just thinking so much about that young man, And I I go back to that challenge I threw out there. If you would be willing to be a mentor, and listen, it doesn't matter if you're in Mississippi, if you're in Georgia, if you're in uh, Virginia, if you're in Idaho, if you're in England, if you're in India, wherever. This is between you and God. I'm just asking you to send me an email to Doug at SWATradio.com and say, I am asking God to use me to mentor an at-risk youth. Yep. uh, Which would pretty much just be any youth today, (laughs) just about it, because um, there's a lot of youth that uh, are at risk. And, you know, we we don't know the story of this particular young man in Buffalo, what was going on with his family and everything, but somehow he got twisted enough. And and make no mistake, he – this is not some well thought out ideological battle where he's trying to overthrow anything. This is just a young man who was basically the, the demons got to him through people who spread hate and evil. And he took that evil and took it as a purpose in his life and ran with it to kill people just because they were a different skin color than him. That is wrong on every level yeah. and wrong in every place. It is evil and hatred and should be condemned. And so well,
2: my, my thoughts are, Doug, and you know this is a hot topic for me that I, I love to talk about, not just talk about it. I like to do something about it. God has uniquely placed anybody who's listening to us right now, uniquely and sovereignly placed young men in their life in some way. could mm-hmm. be a neighbor, could be a son, could be a kid on a baseball team, soccer. All the sports that we are involved in as a as a city, as a country, you know, we, we have idolized sports. Well, and Why don't you know, take that and use it as an opportunity to engage with a young man on a team? Well, you know, Brad, I was watching, and maybe you,
3: you see this in your grandchildren, but I went out to watch my grandchildren play soccer the other day, and I watched how they did it now. And it's all an effort to just be inclusive to everybody. But there was something missing out there that you and I had growing up that I don't see. And what that was was a team bonding. It, It was pretty much about teaching skills, letting them get some exercise in, letting them do it. But I didn't see a lot of interaction between people. On the team. I hmm. didn't see them really, you know, gelling as people. Right. People, parents show right. up, their kids go out there, they go through the drills, then they play, and then they leave. And, you know, and they may have a, and even they had the team end of the year thing. But I just like, if you ask my grandson if he knew who was on his team, he might know one name out of the hmm. other 10. Hmm. I knew every kid's name on my baseball team. I, I knew who they were. I knew where they lived. I mean, we we got together and we 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 grew up together. We knew each other, and that's missing today. There's no real bonding now. I think when people get into team sports, like they play competitive, you know, travel team stuff, they know those kids maybe. But I mean, I, just everything is built this individuality mm-hmm. now where there's really no community bonding, no community building. And we wonder why we're having such issues with young men today. I think, Brad, that's probably one of the the biggest problems facing our country right now is the young men growing up without connection and without leadership. And, and you know, the ter- the, the really, the leadership is failing to really to really um, develop young leaders. So what's going to happen 20, 30 years from now?
2: Right. These, these are going to be, be the people that are leading our country. Well, that's what I was thinking. It, whether it's the kid in Buffalo or it's the kid down the street, if you don't disciple him, who's going to do that? Mm-hmm. There is There should be a responsibility on us. Now, I, I, don't, I don't believe we should be out discipling other people before we disciple at home, we should be discipling home first. But most of us have the capacity to take one more young man, mm-hmm. one more young lady, mm-hmm. and spend and invest time into those kids. Because if you're not going to do it, somebody else will, and it probably won't be good information. Yeah,
3: that's the problem. I've
2: always said, you know, you, you are renewing your mind somewhere. Where you're that, finding
3: you're finding your purpose somewhere. Absolutely, that,
2: that's exactly what
3: I believe happened with that young man up in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, is somebody felt uh, he had a need met in his life of somebody giving him purpose. Oh yeah, I can do this. Well, it was for evil. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. If the men of the church would rise up and notice people around them look at the grocery store see the guy bagging groceries or the guy pushing in carts or you know what about um, you know when you're just out don't we've become so afraid to speak into people's lives yeah i I had uh, the guy from navigators on here last week and he was telling me about one conference and a guy came up to her and goes hey how do you really reach young people today like what what are some Techniques. And a guy goes, um, conversation with them. Yeah. Talk to them. Yeah. Engage them. Yeah. But we don't have a whole lot in common. No, that that doesn't matter with them. Do you care about them? Do you care to know what they want to do? Ask, ask a young person, Hey, what, what, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? You know, let them talk about what their dreams are. Encourage those dreams you know, hey, you know what? I know a guy who really might be able to help you with that.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, and 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 get them connected. You, you're talking about having a listening ear. You you listen to them, invest in them a little bit, and and they'll you know what? They'll be coming back. Yeah. Because not many people are doing that to yeah. the young men in this country yeah. right now. Yeah. It's got it's got to
2: happen. It's got to happen. And I appreciate you saying you know there's there. You and I have been around a while. I know some of our listeners, a lot of our SWAT brothers. They're up in age. They got a lot of wisdom, a lot of gray hair, a lot of no hairs, and uh, you know we've got a lot of life experience. But listen, we can just sit over a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or lunch mm-hmm. and just listen. I think the greatest, one of the greatest tools that God gave us was ears to listen. Listen, I I have struggled. For most of my adult life, especially raising kids, that I've always got to have the answer. You ever feel like that, Doug? Yeah. Always have to have the answer. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just got to listen.
3: Well, you know, today we're talking about the second principle of the week, which is being the message to the hurting. And it makes me think of that old commercial where a kid's following his dad around. This is a long time ago. And... His dad's washing the car, and the kid's doing everything that the father does. And then at the very end of the commercial, you see the dad pick up a cigarette, and the kid picks up something and acts like it's a cigarette, Mm -hmm. too. And it says these kids are watching what you do. Well, we are the message. And Paul and Silas were the message in prison. We're going to talk about that today. And you are the message wherever you're at. Amen. People are watching you. What message are they getting? Amen. So
2: glad you joined us. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break. Call us at 844-777-7928. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. And Kyle, thanks again for calling on that break. Thanks, buddy. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary as we work our way through Acts chapter 16. We're going to wrap it up this week thinking about that song, There Is a Better Life. Mm-hmm. It's in Christ. And uh, especially as we work through this, the, the remainder of this text today, tomorrow. Um, God, this is so good. So I was so uh, just encouraged by the text this week.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great passage of Scripture on the jailer who his whole life found his identity in his job as a soldier for Rome and now a jailer for Rome serving in Philippi. It's in Acts chapter 16, and uh, yesterday we looked at uh, what Paul and Silas did. They, they freed a slave girl uh, from, she was basically about 7 to 10 years old, demonically possessed being used by her slave owners to tell the future and bring them money. Paul and Silas show up, and she starts saying, these are slaves of the Most High God. They've come to tell you the way of salvation. And Paul gets annoyed because Satan's trying to come in there and validate his messengers, and Paul casts the demon out. The owners get upset, have Paul and Silas thrown in jail. They're beaten and then thrown in jail, waiting for, to either be executed or waiting to uh, be sold into slavery or go to the circus, which is not the circus like we know it today. It was being thrown to the lions or the dogs or whatever wild animals they had. And they're singing yesterday. That's what we saw in verses 25 to 27. (laughs) They were singing at midnight and rejoicing, and the prisoners were listening, and the jailer woke up ready to take his life after this terrible earthquake had knocked over the shackles Opened the doors, and he didn't know what to do. And he pulled his sword out because if you die honorably, like you take your life, your family would keep their property. That's where we left it yesterday. Today, I'm going to have you read verses 28 through 34, and we're going to look at what Paul and Silas said to him. What did he do after he pulled his sword? Because that's where we left it. He pulled the sword and and he was ready to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped and that's where we stopped yesterday now we're in verse 28 going all the way uh, from 28 down to 34 yeah let me
2: read it Uh, but Paul cried with a loud voice do not harm yourself for we are all here and the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. Well,
3: this is the word of the Lord. And Brad, you're in prison, falsely imprisoned. You're praying and praising God. And all of a sudden, a massive earthquake comes and your shackles fall off. The doors open up and... (laughs) You go, okay, here's my opportunity, Mm -hmm. except that's not what happens. Paul and Silas have their shackles fall off. They look around. They see the jailer, the guy who put them in the stocks in the inner prison, and they shout, don't harm yourself. We're all here. Now, he kills himself. We're free. There's nobody here. He's the jailer. Right. So these innocent prisoners risked their life for this jailer who mistreated them. And I asked the guys at SWAT, what would you do? Not what would you want to do. What would you do in that situation? I I think about how powerful a picture that is of trusting God with life, with death, with sickness, with hardship. They were there. And this earthquake opened things up. And when you talk about becoming the message, the fact that they would care for that jailer more than their lives became the message. So he goes, he falls down in front of him and cries out. Um, he says, it translates sirs, masters, or lords. The word is kurios in the Greek. And it basically just means masters or lords. So he's submitting himself Mm. to them, saying, what must I do to be saved? Now, a lot of people use that verse in the context that he was asking how to know Jesus. He wasn't asking that. He didn't know Jesus. He was asking how not to be killed by the
2: deity that just caused the earthquake. Or the potential, you know, uh, government that would kill him if those... Prisoners escape. Exactly. He, he was thinking short-term, not long-term. Right. But that's
3: what God does a lot of times. He'll get our attention with a short-term need. And this jailer is just thinking, how do I survive? And Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, because what was the jailer thinking about? When he was ready to take his life, he was thinking about his household. Right. Right. So Paul is comforting him at that moment, believe on the Lord Jesus and you and your household will be saved. Now some people say that
2: translation could be read if you and your family believe, they'll be saved. Right. But I think what you just let me back up just a second because why is he thinking about his family?
3: Well, because in in the Roman world if he died, if he did something dishonorable, like let a prisoner get away, then his family would not be allowed to keep their property, which was uh, given by the Roman government, and he it would be taken away. They might even be sold as slaves, depending upon how dishonorable right, right. what act he had. Has. But if he took his life, that's why he drew his sword, To fall on his sword. And Paul's saying, hey, you and your household to be saved. Mm -hmm. In other words, the best thing you can do is believe on the Lord Jesus. Now, in verse 32, it says, And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. That means they clarified. They clarified. They spoke the word of the Lord to him. Just like uh, Jesus, I think... um, In John 1, uh, Peter in Acts 2, Acts 4, Acts 8, 11, and 13. uh, Peter wasn't in all those. Peter was 2 and 4. Philip was in Acts 8. Uh, But in Acts 4, Peter says, there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's the same message over and over. Believe in Jesus. It's not complicated. Believe that Jesus is is the Messiah, the, the, the Son of God who died for the sins of the world and who reigns as our King. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. It's not just an intellectual assent. It is a entrusting of yourself to him for salvation and his leadership for life. And so, you know, I was talking to somebody not too long ago, And they were talking about this idea of surrendering. And they struggled to surrender to Jesus. They believe in Jesus, but they haven't surrendered. Have you heard those testimonies? Yeah. Well, you know, I started following Jesus when I was about 12, but he didn't become my Lord till I was 43.
2: Okay. Then you weren't following Jesus.
3: So you're telling me for 21 years, is that right? Forty, 31 years. 31 years. 31 years, you had an intellectual assent about Jesus, but you had never bowed your knee to him. You had never surrendered your heart to him because he's not in the business of just being a good luck charm, an ATM machine, mm-hmm. or an insurance policy. He's about being master. Master. That you can't knowingly reject him as Lord and receive him as Savior. You can't do that. And so it's not a work. You're not adding to salvation. But if you go and look throughout Scripture, why do you think Jesus told the rich young ruler, go sell everything, when he said, how do I inherit the kingdom? It wasn't, you don't get to heaven through philanthropy. He was telling that guy, listen, there's an idol in your heart and that idol is your money. You place your security in that. So if you want to really know me and follow me, go sell everything and come follow me. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. He went away sad. Yeah. Uh, And so they told him the word of the Lord. They spoke it and notice what happened in the jailer's life. He and his family, First of all, he washed their wounds. That was a big deal. Why? This was a prisoner of Rome. He was, he was actually uh, abetting the enemy, helping the enemy by washing the wounds, going against everything he had been taught as a Roman soldier and certainly a jailer. But then he brought them into his home, and, and he baptized his family and himself. But he let them do it, and then he fed them. And so we see hospitality. And Brad, hospitality is the mark that you see in Lydia when she wanted them to come there. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Acts chapter two when all the new believers they they had everything in common. They they wanted to sell and care for people. Acts chapter four. Hospitality is the mark. It's the mark of Pentecost. It's it's the mark in the Old Testament. That's why he said don't don't cut the four corners of your field. When they received the law he said, "You know what? Leave the four corners for the sojourner, for the alien, for the widow and the, the uh, orphan. My, God's people are known for hospitality. And this jailer chose Jesus over Rome that day. That's a big deal. He said, "I am pledging my allegiance to Jesus over Rome, even over Caesar." And he it was he had surrendered it was huge, and he had seen the what my friend Dawa calls the fifth gospel in Paul and Silas. He saw it in their life. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and in your case, Brad, and in my case, Doug. Mm-hmm. We are the fifth gospel people
2: see. And that's why God calls us to be the message to the hurting. Amen. Amen. Good word there. Hey, call us in this last segment. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, but you can reach us at 844-777-7928. Send us a comment or question at at SWATRadio.com. We'll be right back.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. It feels like Wednesday, doesn't it? Exactly. But it's, it's Tuesday. But uh, listen, it is uh, our last segment. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. You can send us email at ask at com. And, uh, you know, Doug, I was just, just jotted down a little note. You know how I know you're this way that you've taught this text before. But I'm I'm assuming last week when you taught it, you studied and you taught it, God had something new for you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yes. true? You know I what did. I just jotted down is how often do I want to escape hardship mm-hmm. and yet God has other plans? You know, when, when, when that earthquake happened and those bonds were broken, th- there had to be something in Paul and Silas that were like, man, let's scoot. Let's get. Mm-hmm. They didn't, not only did they not bolt, Mm -hmm. but the other prisoners didn't bolt. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. Why wouldn't the other prisoners bolt? Could it be that they were interested in getting to know these guys who were singing and praying in the midst of the stocks that they were in? I don't know. You just kind of wonder.
3: Well, they they certainly – could have been and that god
2: restrained him ultimately is the one who restrained him
3: well it could have been just the fact that they see these men praying and praising and then they the god they're praying to there there's all of a sudden a earthquake and they equate oh my this is something else i mean i've seen that in my life i've told i told somebody one time that was involved in an affair that I'm going to pray that every time you're with this other person, that God brings sickness to your stomach <laughs> to make you want to puke. I, I I didn't do that very many times in my life, I, but I I felt led to do it that particular time. Do you know that every time that person was with that other person, they felt sick to puke? <laughs> now, now some would just say, "Well, that was just a power suggestion." Well, whatever. That that they equated something with it to make them fear and and maybe these prisoners feared that god that 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 power that brought that mm-hmm. earthquake and whatever it was they didn't leave yeah. they stayed there and because some they saw something
2: in paul and silas that was different well you know what they saw i mean we, we we've seen fruit come out of the jailer after his conversion from caring for their wounds to hospitality mm-hmm. but the fruit that the other prisoners saw in Paul and Silas was the fruit of love, mm-hmm. love for the jailer. I mean, man, this is the same guy who locked them up. Mm-hmm. And yet they have a genuine love for him, so much so that they said, hold off, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Don't, don't kill yourself. We're they, were, they were more concerned about his eternal existence. Well,
3: and isn't it interesting, Brad, that he doesn't, like there are in the Forum of uh, Philippi, which was like the marketplace area. There was this big altar, an imperial altar there to Caesar.
2: Mm.
3: And it was where people would go and bring gifts and prayers to their ancestors at that altar and pray to Caesar himself. And he doesn't go to the imperial altar when his life. He, uh, listen, at that moment that the earthquake came, the doors were open, his idol is destroyed his whole idol was service to rome that's where he got his identity and he was broken his world fell apart and he didn't go to the altar that he had gone every other time in his life instead he sees paul and silas he goes to them after they say we're all here and and i i think that one of the reasons is because Caesar's kingdom caters to the powerful and it eats the weak. Right. Look, go, but go look yeah. at Rome's history and what they did. They, that you know, and I shared this with Lori earlier today. Rome wanted to rule you by conquering, and intimidation. Jesus rules you by invitation. Think about that for a second. Rome comes in and says you're gonna bow down and you're gonna have the peace of Rome. The the Pax Romano, because of our power and authority. Jesus invites you to come underneath his power and authority, not because he coerces you to, but because he invites you to. Hmm. There's a big difference between those two. Yeah, and, and listen, the power of Jesus is greater than the power of Rome. And isn't that the way it always is? Yeah. You see weak men trying to be powerful and intimidate other people and the real power is in Yahweh the one true living God
2: Amen.
3: and so Amen. you know we we didn't talk about it during the first segment there's a big deal this week on UFOs testimony up at Congress and everybody's like what is that what happens if they find alien life or they you know what if there's really alien life and Does that mean the Bible's not true or, you know, listen, Yahweh is Yahweh. His word has withstood the test of time. And really, to be honest with you, as you read the scriptures, you know, I I remember John Ankerberg teaching years ago that aliens were nothing more than demons pretending to be from outer space. Well, I don't know one way or the other, uh, if, If they found life on another planet, would that invalidate what God wrote in his word about this? It doesn't. It doesn't, you know, it it doesn't say anything one way or the other. This book that you and I have is God's word to us here on planet Earth about history here on Earth. It's about his meeting us here on Earth. He's God. I mean, if you look through the the Hubble telescope and all the things, there's so many galaxies and so many things. And all he wants us to worry about here is, are we in relationship with him? Yeah. The one who created all of it. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think it's fascinating to think about that we've been here. You and I have been on this earth for almost 60 years, if not right. longer. Right. And um, there's never been any alien life here that has been evidenced or displayed or shared in any way shape or form there's been unexplainable things that people can't explain but i just think we get all distracted with those things and not think about what the main thing is which is where am i in relationship to the creator yeah, yeah. what what is going on in my life as like we shared other am i like the jailer still holding on to a broken dream Just because it hasn't been manifest broken yet doesn't mean it's not broken. Mm. And so am I going to yield my life to the one true living God? Like Paul surely explained to him, there's no other name. It's Jesus, and Jesus alone is the only way you can know the creator. And we live in a world, like I shared yesterday, that new stat, 26-something million people have read the Bible less or not at all this year as compared to last year. So that's that's a pretty significant number of people in this country that have said, you know what, I'm giving up on the Bible. I don't, I'm not believing the Bible or I don't need the Bible. And I'm, I'm just wondering where are they turning to for their source of truth? Tarot cards, uh, seances, you know,
2: horoscopes. False religions? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a matter of where where are you going to renew your mind? And, you know, the, the great thing, I, I think there was so much even in this text when it says, um, after he says, you know, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Verse 32, and they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Mm-hmm. Listen. If we're if, if we're going to see people converted to Christ, we've got to speak the word to them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the word, how are you going to speak it to them? You know, y- y- we have experienced God's grace. We have experienced God's mercy. We've experienced His love. You've heard it said, "We're not to be a reservoir; mm-hmm. we're to be a river." That grace, that love, that mercy, those attributes of God, those the fruit of his spirit is in you, and it needs to be flowing through you to those that you're around. Mm-hmm. And Paul and Silas were that way to the jailer. I mean, there's a lot of things you could look into. Who knows how many people in that prison were saved mm-hmm. because of Paul and Silas's willingness to sing, to pray, to worship in the midst of very difficult circumstances and to demonstrate God's love toward toward this man, obviously the jailer, but maybe even to many others. Yeah. How how
3: how many of them um, actually were part of the church
2: at Philippi at Lydia's house? Exactly. Exactly. So I was thinking, you remember the song? I know you do. Uh, love is a verb by dc talk oh yeah I was remember one. that yeah I was it says words. words come easy but don't mean much when the words they're saying we can't put trust in mm. we're talking about love in a different light and if we all learn to love it would be just right mm. <laughs> he goes on to course says hey tell me if you haven't heard love is a serious word hey i think it's time you learned i don't care what they say i don't care what you heard the word love, love is a verb. Mm. And I mean we need to know that. Christ demonstrated that on the cross while we were yet sinners. Christ died mm. for the ungodly. For the ungodly. That's you and I. That's all of us listening.
3: Yeah. It's um He you know, he what he did was what none of us deserved. And that's why we should have gratitude always. I, I love First, S for, you know, you and I talk about it. Um, pray always, be thankful always, give praise.
2: Yep. Yep. So Good wait. word. Good word. Doug enjoyed it. And um, one can give a quick plug for tomorrow.
3: Yeah, 12 to 1 uh, down at City Hall in the atrium. Uh, Reggie Gaffney and some other city leaders, Councilman Reggie Gaffney is going to gather to pray for the peace of Jacksonville in light of the shooting last week at the high school. Um, and so uh, please, uh, if you or your pastor or any church leaders want to join us, just show up there 12 noon tomorrow. We're gathering to pray for peace of Jacksonville. I hope you'll join us.
2: And remember the challenge Doug left us at the beginning of the show. If you want to mentor, disciple, an underprivileged kid, send them an email, Doug dougatswattradio.com. Good to be with you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless